Hey y'all, it's your girl Kaylee and thanks for joining me again. This episode is going to be about the seasons of being comfortable in all aspects of your life and how it affects you in the long run. Before I go any further, I definitely wanted to make sure I took time to thank everybody that's tuning into the podcast. Um, it does mean a lot to me. I did end up reaching a bigger audience than what I anticipated, especially for my first episode. So I didn't want this any time to go past any further because I know I've been getting on a lot of people's nerves on social media, period. But I definitely wanted to make sure that I did say thank you and I appreciate you. And I hope that you continue to come back. I hope my content is enjoyable for you guys as well as educational. And I do want to learn from you guys as well. So, you know, definitely comment on the podcast, you know, let me know how you feel, if you agree, you disagree, because we can't learn unless we have conversation. And that's the biggest thing that I wanted to provoke with my podcast is conversation. So, you know, engage with me. Let's, you know, figure this stuff out, figure out how we're supposed to navigate through life because there is no book for it and we all can need some, use some help. But I'm not going to hold you guys up, so we're just going to get right on into it and get on to our topic. So this episode, I really wanted to focus on being comfortable and how we let the idea of being comfortable dictate our decisions. And mainly that's done out of fear because we don't want to stray too far away from what we are comfortable with. Now, this affects us in many different parts of our life. And I'm really just going to focus on two, which is going to be your career or your job and then relationship, whether it's friendly relationships or romantic relationships, both are affected with comfortability. And it may seem weird that you'll be like, oh, how do your comfort levels really affect your friendship? It's a big thing. Um, Friendships are almost like romantic relationships aside from the romance is like the everything that you see in a friendship you should have in your romance aside from like the sexual and physical attraction and things like that so we're definitely going to dive into both I'm probably not going to dive super duper deep we're just going to stay on the surface and later on in other episodes we can go a little bit deeper but I just want to make sure I scratch the surface so that it gives you something to think about in your regular life when you are making choices so that way you can hesitate before making the comfortable choice and see if the non-comfortable choice is actually worth your while. I wanted to start off with talking about comfortability within your career choice or your job. Work plays a big factor in our life and a lot of times, and a lot of people really are not happy with the career path that they're in or the job they're necessarily doing or don't know what they wanna do for a career, so therefore, you're not doing what you're passionate about. You're just doing what you need to do to be able to pay the bills. So when you're in that mindset, I'm just trying to pay the bills. I'm just trying to get by. I'm just trying to live in a sense. You become very comfortable. Because we focus so much on bills and being able to take care of your house and your family and sometimes your friends, you don't make decisions based on how it's going to make you happy. Nine times out of ten, you, your comfortable decisions are more selfless than selfish, especially when we're talking about in the workplace. When you have a job and let's say it's in corporate America and you're making a consistent amount 
every two weeks, which means you're bringing in the same thing every month. You don't want to stray away from that. I mean, why would you? Why would you really want to stray away from what you know is for a fact is going to pay your bills, whether you are sick or not? You got paid time off. You are guaranteed to take care of yourself and your family if you have family because some people don't. So in that mindset, why would I want to do anything that would disrupt that? Why would I feel comfortable shaking that up and then living in a world where I might not be able to take care of something? Something may not get paid for. I mean, that brings on a lot of anxiety. It brings on unneeded pressure. I mean, overall, we have this unneeded pressure to be perfect and live up to this idea that you're supposed to have a job. You're supposed to have your own place. You're supposed to have your own car. You're supposed to be able to take care of everything by yourself. And you're supposed to be able to do it by a certain age. Truth be told, a lot of that is bullshit. A lot of it is bullshit. Like we start off completely wrong. And the only reason why I feel like what I'm about to say is valid is because at one point in time, I did work with people from out of the country and some countries have like different mindsets on how they do things. So it makes you think about we, what we as Americans do that just doesn't make sense. So let's start off before you get to a career, you have to go to school. So pre-K kindergarten, all of elementary school, middle school, high school, and then off to college from high school. We are supposed to know what we want to do with our life where we want to go with our life, what our career goals are. And a lot of times in high school, we haven't experienced that much. There are a lot of people in the world who don't experience a lot in high school to be able to determine what they want to do with the rest of your life. I mean, in elementary school, you know, someone asks you, what do you want to be when you get older? And it's always the same thing. I want to be a lawyer. I want to be a doctor. But when we're children, we don't know what that means. We don't know what that means. We don't know what it entails. We don't know what journey you have to take to get to that. It just sounds good. It sounds like something that you will want to be because you hear your parents say, you're going to grow up and you're going to be a successful doctor or you're going to grow up and you're going to be a successful lawyer. So those are the things that you just mimic. But then we go through life and we do all different kinds of things. Like some people just go to school just so they can walk across the stage and be done with it. They don't do extracurricular activities. Some people do extracurricular activities, but then get consumed in their extracurricular activities and don't do anything else. So you have like, oh, I'm just in sports. I don't do anything else. So all I know is sports. So naturally, when you get older, you just want to play sports because that's all you know. We don't have a lot of diversity in our lives as kids in America. I'm not going to speak for any other country and how they raise their children. But here in America, for the most part, Sorry, I don't know what's going on my words. For the most part, we don't have a lot of diversity in growing up, especially inner city kids. We really don't. We grow up thinking that you have to be a certain way. You have to do certain things in order to get from where you are. It's already the stigma that you're in the inner city, so you're not going to go too far. You know, you're probably not going to leave home. You're probably going to always be in your hometown. If you get to college, it's a miracle. You know, blah, 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 blah. It's the same story everywhere in every inner city. But because of that, we don't really get to step outside of our bubble of the city and just going to school to really figure out where our passions are. But ironically, when we leave high school, we're supposed to know what we want to do with the rest of our lives. That's the craziest thing I've ever heard. 
I want you to go through life barely experiencing anything other than coming to school, reading and taking a test and not even getting the best education at that. Like some people aren't thankful. We're not even thankful. They're not blessed enough to be able to be in the situation to get a very great education because a lot of any inner city schools don't get the money that they need in order to properly educate or they funnel in teachers who aren't equipped to deal with inner city children because to be honest inner city people we come with our own baggage (laughs) our own baggage and it's already a stigma of how we act and who we are and some people just aren't equipped to deal with that period so you have all these different things playing against you but I'm still supposed to know when I leave this school by my 12th grade year I'm supposed to have it all together to be able to know what I want to do in my life outside of the basic. I want to be a lawyer. I want to be a nurse or I want to be a doctor or I'm going to play ball in whatever ball you plan on playing with. Pause. (laughs) But whatever balls like football, basketball, baseball, soccer, you know what I'm saying? Like whatever sport or I'm going to be in music. I mean, that's pretty much all we have. We don't know that you can be a public relations rep or you can be into designing the commercials for TV. Like there's so many different things that we aren't, we aren't told or we aren't exposed to, or we don't, we're not privy to our 12th grade. So the decision to be able to know what you want to do when you get to college, if you get to go to college is intense. And it's weird that that's the decision that we're given so soon. And the only reason I'm putting emphasis on this is because when I did work with people from different countries, A lot of them take a year off to experience life, to figure out what you want to do and what works for you. And I don't know if you understand the severity of figuring out what works for you. There are so many people in this world that don't do what they want to do or they don't do what makes them happy or don't know what makes them happy to not know what makes you happy. And you are forced to live, pay bills, and be responsible for yourself and possibly others. Doing something that you have no passion over and you don't even know how to go about figuring out what your passion is. That's insane. That's an intense thought to know that you have to be responsible for yourself and other people, but you don't even, you can't even be responsible for figuring out what makes you happy. So then we fall into this pocket of, I know I'm going to have all these responsibilities or I have all these responsibilities and I just need to make a decision that's going to help me fulfill the responsibilities. Damn being happy. Damn my mental space and my mental health. At this point, I just need to be able to take care of these responsibilities that are expected of me as I get of a certain age, even though I've never been able to experience with so much. Even people who have experienced a lot, they still don't know what they really want. So again, you are still faced with these same situations. I need to be able to fulfill this task of being an adult. But I don't know what I want to do. So then you find something that just takes care of the solution. So now you have the, you have the immediate solution, but now I don't have time to go out and figure out what I want to do. I don't have time to be able to figure out what I enjoy because I have to spend all my time Barely being able to fulfill these tasks of being an adult and work for somebody or do something that I have no desire to do. 
But because it takes care of my responsibilities, I'm afraid to leave it. So I get comfortable in knowing that, well, you know, cool, I ain't happy in what I'm doing. At some point in life, you know, I might get a raise. I might be able to do this. This may happen. And then I'll be able to figure out what I want. We are like the biggest people of shoulda, coulda, wouldas, or it may, or possibly. That's what we live in. We live in a realm of what would have happened or what could happen, but not in the realm of what we're going to make happen. And it's all out of comfort, which is really all out of fear. When you know you can take care of something and something comes and then you can make a decision that can disrupt you being able to take care of something, you immediately don't want to make that decision. You immediately say you're immediately going to go the more comfortable route. You're going to take the more comfortable option. The option is going to keep you somewhat in the realm of what you're already doing. So because of that, we live a life of unhappiness. We live a life of just trying to get by. Instead of living a joyful life where you can still get by and probably suppress that doing something that you enjoy doing. The idea of being able to do something that you enjoy doing makes you work even harder. It makes you grind even harder. So therefore, you can surpass just getting by. You can really, really go far in life. But because we're so afraid to take risks, we don't do it. We don't do it. We have a job that's comfortable. And if someone comes to you presenting an opportunity that will require you to leave your comfortable job just so you can pursue something that you're happy about. But you won't do it because of the you can't predict the future with the I'm happy job. But you can predict the future with the comfortable job. But the job that's going to give you all the happiness in the world because you're going to be doing your passion. You're going to be exploring the, like exploring all of your creativity and pushing yourself to the limit to be your best potential. Or the best you, because best potential didn't make sense, but the best you. You're going to be pushing yourself to be the best you. You're not going to make that decision because you don't know what may come with it. You're going to give doubt to that decision because you're going to say, well, it may not be able to help me fulfill my bills or, you know, it's not going to help me take care of myself or whoever else I have to take care of in the immediate future. So I can't do that. I can't take that risk. I can't struggle for a little bit when I know right now I can stay where I am, be comfortable and hopefully later on down the line, that same opportunity will present itself. Realistically, opportunities don't present themselves multiple times. Once they hit once, if it's not taken, you might as well just consider that gone. You might as well just consider it's an opportunity not given because that's what's going to happen. Ultimately, that's what's going to happen. And do you really want to live like that? Do you really want to go your whole life saying shoulda, coulda, woulda just because you were afraid to take a chance? For example, and it's easier. I'm going to always use examples of myself because I one. Don't want anybody to feel like I'm talking about them. <laughs> and two, it's just easier. Um, I worked at Capital One in a call center for almost two years. But I really wanted to do hair. And I was working at Capital One full time and I would do hair part time. And I was burning myself out because I would probably get like four hours of sleep. And I just I couldn't make that commitment to leave Capital One fully. And do hair full time. Because if I left Capital One. 
that meant I might not be able to pay my bills or it might be a little bit harder for me to pay my bills. Money won't gonna come as easy as it would if I was at Capital One because Capital One was security. I knew I was gonna get the same amount every two weeks. Every two weeks, that check was gonna be the same. And Lord, I had paid time off. So, you know, who gonna leave that good PTO? I mean, come on, let's be real. So I was afraid. I didn't want to do it. And I remember I would talk to the owner of the hair salon about, you know, how I wanted to build a clientele and how I wanted to really do this. But I was afraid. I was afraid it wasn't going to work. I was afraid I wasn't really going to get a clientele. I made every excuse under the book, like my bills. I can't afford this. I'm trying to trying to pay these things off, trying to pay this off. I'm trying to save. I'm trying to get it. Like I had so many different things that led to me saying no, that didn't even matter. That didn't even matter. But I will use them to defend my answer. That was really keeping me stagnant in the job that I really, really wanted to do. I can only go but so far being a part-time hairstylist. Only go but so far. You can only have but so much clientele doing it part-time because your availability is so limited. Who is going to want to stick with you? Who? So I kept saying I'm going to stay at Capital One because I wanted stability. Ultimately, I felt like that was stability because I was comfortable in knowing that I was going to be able to pay everything off without question. And then I got pregnant. And then I was like, oh, no, I can't. Now I'm pregnant. Now I can't leave. Now, I, you know, it's, it's not just me. Now I just kept making excuses as an excuse, as an excuse, as an excuse. It's not going to work. It's not going to do this. It's not going to do that. Regardless of how much money I was making, Every week at the hair salon. And the funny part about it was while I was working at Capital One, I was technically making more doing part time than I was doing full time at Capital One. In a weekend, I can make what I make at Capital One in a week. In a weekend. But I was too comfortable to even see it like I wasn't even picturing it I wasn't even looking at the checks I wasn't even comparing it all I was comparing the two was comfortability and stability versus the unknown and the unknown was too questionable too questionable and I just couldn't take that risk I did that for two full years I was miserable at work I had anxiety I was depressed I would sit in my car for like 30 minutes before I was supposed to clock in. I was late on purpose because I just couldn't do it. I used to have anxiety attacks at work. It was stressful. I hated coming home. Like me being comfortable affected so much in my life. So much in my life. Just being comfortable at work. It affected me so bad and I wasn't able to admit it. I wasn't able to see it. All I saw was I was able to pay my bills, so I didn't make a change. I wouldn't make a change. But boy, I hated clocking in, and I couldn't clock out fast enough. It was like misery. <laughs> Working for somebody else was so miserable. And I know everybody who's an entrepreneur who is in this situation or has gotten out of the situation can tell you. They can attest to this. Working for someone else drives you crazy because in your mind you're just like working for a whole bunch of can't get rights 
Like none of y'all can get right up in here. Like, and it is just, it stresses you out. It drains you. And it just makes you, it's just, it's overall, you choose misery for comfortability. And that's exactly what I did. And then one day I decided I couldn't do this no more. And along with other things that I couldn't avoid while working at Capital One, I ended up leaving. I wasn't fired. I left. So uh, (laughs) I left and I started doing hair full time. Those first couple of months was hard. It was hard. And I was right. It was hard paying for my bills those first couple of months. It was not a walk in the park. I was stressed out. And it made it easy for me to doubt myself again because I wasn't I wasn't ready to accept the fact that, oh, my God, I'm struggling like this. So naturally, I was like, no, I need to go get another job. I need to go back to doing this part time because this just isn't it isn't doing what I needed to do. It isn't paying for anything anymore. It isn't helping me. I'm not happy. I'm stressed. But I wasn't paying attention to the fact that I didn't I didn't not enjoy going to work. I enjoyed going to work. I didn't hate being there. I love being at work. I was happy outside of not being able to pay my bills. I would get excited when a client would call, not because it was money, but because I got to be creative. I was happy about where I was. But I was so quick to run back to comfortable because it was paying the bills. It's crazy how we make those decisions where we know it's going to bring us happiness. We know it's going to bring us peace, but we are so afraid for comfortability that we won't take that risk or we doubt it or we're ready to run back into what's going to make us miserable. So I remember I was talking to the owner and I was like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this. I think I'm going to have to go back to working for someone else. Um, I'm just scared right now. I can't pay for things. It's just hard. And she would look at me and she was like, no, don't do it. Just make yourself super available. Be here all the time, even when you don't have appointments. Put yourself out there. Tell other people to tell people about you. And just keep at it. It's going to pay off. It's going to be hard right now. You just did it. It's, it's something new. It's new. You're not supposed to be comfortable. Success doesn't come from comfortability. And I listened. It was hard, boy. It was hard. I remember so many nights that I would sit up and just look at applications like I could fill this out right now. Like, who's hiring? Like, I spent so many days doing that because I was so afraid. And I'm actually glad that I never actually filled out any of those applications. I felt like the application was too long and I couldn't be bothered out of pure laziness because it kept me where I was. It kept me where I was. And it made me push. And hearing her and other people like her in the background, like, you know, don't quit. It's going to work out. It's going to happen. Just give it a little bit of time. It, you just left. You just started this full time. Like, give it a chance. Actually give it a try. Give it a try. And I did. And for somebody who left their job, what I've been doing is almost two going on three years. My first year. Full time. No, I've been doing this for two years. I'm sorry. 
my last year was my first year completely full time from October to October. I made a few thousand less in a year doing hair full time than I was at Capital One. A few thousand less. That was remarkable for somebody who just left comfortability to basically be your own boss, be an entrepreneur, make your own hours, make your own budget, pay for pay like being a business owner. I might not own a salon, but I run my own business. I am my business. And when you are a business owner, when you are taking care of everything by yourself, that is a big deal. It's one thing to deal with your household bills, but to deal with work bills. And having to pay for things for work. It's like you're balancing multiple checkbooks. Constantly. You. One responsibility isn't taken care of for you. Because when you work for somebody else. They take care of all the responsibilities. All you got to do is clock in. When you work for yourself. You clocking in and taking care of all the responsibilities. So it just made it. So much more of a bigger deal to know that I only made a few thousand less than when I was working at Capital One. And this is my first year full time. This is my first year just diving in. Now, had the first couple of months not been a, such a fluke, then, of course, I probably would have made closer to what I was making before I left Capital One. But in due time, everything does build. And towards the end of my first year doing hair full time, I kept I set a goal off for myself. I was like, I just want to make a thousand dollars a week. If I can make $1,000 a week, I'm like lit. <laughs> I don't know if that's a big deal to everybody else, but to me, it's like, if I can make $1,000 a week, I am doing amazing. I am doing wonderful things. I am adulting. These are the things that I really thought. Like, if I hit 1000 that's what it's going to be. And because it took me so long to hit 1000 you know, a lot of times you become discouraged, but you keep on pushing. Because when you're doing something that you enjoy doing, it's not a nuisance to keep working harder. It's not a nuisance to strive for things that you feel like are hard to attain. It's fun. It's, it's fun because you see yourself progress. You see yourself develop. You see yourself grow. You see things that you felt like you couldn't do at one point become extremely easy. And you're now doing bigger and better things. Because you take a risk. You take a risk that's not going to make you comfortable. And and in actuality, when you're not comfortable, you make decisions that's going to make you comfortable. When you are put in an uncomfortable situation and you don't like how something is going on, you're going to work harder to make yourself comfortable. And once you make yourself comfortable, you're going to be able to see that you grew in being uncomfortable. Which then makes it easier for you to make better strides towards what you really want. All the while, the uncomfortable decision was the happier decision than just being comfortable. So I left Capital One. I started doing hair full time. A year and a half later, I'm making more than what I thought I was going to make. I'm able to pay for way more. I have to, I get to ask for help less. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> and I'm not saying that I have all my stuff together because I truly believe nobody has their stuff together. I don't think there is a such thing as an adult. I feel like we're all a bunch of little kids pretending to be adults. But there is no such thing as an adult. I don't think you really hit adult life 
until you probably like 60, 70. But up until then, you you pretty much still a kid just pretending. I mean, that's just my philosophy. But, you know, take your own. Take it how you take it how you want to take it. I'm not saying you're not responsible. I just don't feel like we're all adults because what if you can define adulthood, boy, please. Because I don't know anybody that can. There's no guideline to it. There's no rule book to it. There's no black and white answer to it. Adulting is really trial and error. And if that's the case, we've been doing trial and error since we were children. So you're just a seasoned child. (laughs) That's it. You're a seasoned child. There is no big monumental situation that makes you an adult. Because at the end of the day, you're still going to seek your parents for guidance. You're still going to seek other things, whether it's books or friends or pot, like anything. You're still going to seek other things for guidance. Being an adult is almost like a mindset. It's just a mental entity just to be able to say if you come this far along with enough trial and error that you have some sense. That's it. That's all I really think it is. And if that's the case, you can just call yourself a seasoned child. Because all of us still do childish things. All of us still make mistakes. So we're all still growing and developing in some way. And it's just sad to know that a lot of us choose to be uncomfortable, well, unhappy, just so you can be financially comfortable because you're afraid to take a risk. There are so many people in this world that have like side hustles to their job. Not just because it gives them extra money, but because they like what they do. It's fun. It's their passion. It doesn't seem like work. They enjoy it. It lets them be creative. It lets them reach their full potential. So that's why they do it. And it's funny because like I'll talk to my clients and a lot of my clients have like side jobs and it's like, oh, I'm a realtor or, you know, I have um, other people in the beauty field or I own a trunk and or I, I'm a truck driver part time or something like that. Or I do cupcakes or I cook food. Like I have so many different clients that have so many different side hustles. And each one of them will tell you that's their passion. That's what they love doing. It's fun. It lets them be creative. They get to do new things. They get to really expand their mind in this because they're interested in it. And then when you ask them, well, do you want to make it your full time? And some will say no because it requires too much work and they don't want it to not be something that they're ever passionate about. And others will say no because I'm not ready. I'm not ready to take that risk yet. I'm not ready to make that move yet. I still got things I want to pay off. I still got some things that I need to take care of before I make that risk. Or it's it's too expensive. You make reasons for why. Even though your business, your side business is doing better than your job that you're at that makes you miserable, you're still going to make excuses for not doing the job that's going to make you happy because it's not predictable. And the fear of not being able to predict something causes anxiety and doesn't you don't want to do it. All in all, sometimes you have to take risks. Sometimes you have to just go for what's going to make you happy and just do your best to land on your feet. Is it going to be easy? No, nothing in life is supposed to be easy. Every change is going to bring about its own obstacles because it's change. Because it's not something that you've been doing every day. 
Change isn't a bad thing. Change promotes growth. You cannot grow without change. You cannot grow doing the same thing every day, the same way, at the same time, at the same pace. You can't. You're only going to go but so far doing that. And then once you've done that, then what? You're just going to stay there because you know for sure you're going to be benefited the same way? Why? Why do you want to be benefited the same way? Why do you want a mediocre life? What, what do you gain from that? Are you really living? Like, really ask yourself, am I really living by just doing this? Is this really bringing me joy? Because to live a life with unjoy is not living at all. We're not meant to be unhappy. We're meant to be happy. We're meant to love. We're meant to create. That's what we were meant to do. We are so much more than sitting at a desk, answering calls, listening to other people complain about things that we do not care about. We are much more than that. You deserve to follow things that make you happy, to follow your dreams and really be serious about it and really engulf yourself in it. That's what you deserve. So why not do it? And if it doesn't work, if you try your best, you try your hardest, you do everything you remotely can to make this work and it does not work, you can always go back to misery. Misery is not going to stop for nobody. It's going to always be a train that's going to keep going. And if you want to hop on and off that train, go right ahead. If you really feel like I did everything I did to chase my dreams and it did not work. So now I'm just going to go back to I'm just going to go back to the comfortable job that doesn't make me happy why won't you you can do that and then you can find something else in the meantime that makes you happy and then you can jump on that bandwagon when it's time but there's nothing wrong with chasing your dreams ever there's nothing wrong with taking that risk and a lot of times you need to take the risk in order to reap the benefits of the decision You cannot be happy without wanting to be happy. And you cannot want to be happy without taking some sort of risk. Because nothing is going to be given to you easily. Ever. So just take the risk. Do something different. Go outside your bubble. And live there for a second. And really give it a try. Really, really give it a try. Be uncomfortable for a change and watch how you grow. I promise you, you will start to consciously make different decisions or at least contemplate it. Because you're going to weigh out the outcome is I can sit here and I can do this and I know this is going to happen. So I'm going to be good or I can make this decision and this decision takes me somewhere completely different. This path is a whole new path that can possibly open so many doors. You got to stop thinking about the doors that may close or the obstacles that you may see. Just look at the end tunnel. This goal can be here. If I make this decision, if I decide to go down this path. It's a beautiful goal right there is what you already know. And then a beautiful goal that can be over there. So why not take the beautiful goal? Why not at least see? I know I'm a curious, curious curious person I'm gonna always want to know what's on the other side when it comes to decisions about my life I'm gonna always want to see if I can be better 
especially now after taking that risk and seeing the benefits of it, I'm definitely going to start making sure I make decisions that makes me uncomfortable. Now, is it easy? No, 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 no. It is not, (laughs) not at all, but it's needed because it makes you better. It really does. So in your work life, if you have something that you're passionate about, take a risk. Do something that you feel like isn't going to be good, but it might actually be good. It might. I don't do something not because of the fear of what could possibly go wrong, but for the possibilities that lie behind the action. Chase your passion every once in a while. It's okay. If you fail, it's okay. Failure shouldn't be a fear. Failure, if anything, should just teach you what you aren't, what isn't, isn't meant for you. It help you go closer to what is. Failure is a lesson. So stop looking at everything so negative and thinking about what could go wrong and just live in what could go right. Now, am I saying make stupid decisions? No, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not saying make unlogical and ethical decisions, but sometimes take a risk or two. You know, risks don't always have to have the huge impact. Some risks have little baby impacts that won't really phase you too much if it doesn't go the way you want it to go. At least that puts you one step closer to something else in life other than just being miserable. Hey, you guys. So this concludes part one of this episode. I know I know, know I'm super, super sorry, but it was getting pretty lengthy and I don't want you guys to just catch me rambling. So I decided to cut this in two. So this is going to be part one. Part two is going to focus on comfortability and your relationships, both friendly and romantic. And you should expect to hear that on Wednesday. I'm going to be posting every Monday and Wednesday of the week. So look out for that. If you haven't already subscribed, you can definitely, as of right now, I'm on Anchor and Spotify. So you can subscribe to both of those if you have those apps. If not, just keep up with my social media. I will always post when I do post a new episode. So thanks again for tuning in. I love you guys always. And I will talk to y'all soon. Bye.